This is the Alex Podcast with your hosts, Hebrew Usher and Deacon Manitazik. Welcome, have your pen and paper ready. Shalom, shalom. Uh, welcome to this first uh, podcast episode. I am joined in this uh, episode by Deacon Manatazak. Uh, this is hopefully with the guidance of the Most High and the help of the Most High. Uh, going to be a weekly running feature where we discuss various topics that are important to us. Uh, the real idea here and uh, what we hope to achieve is to help our brothers and sisters all over with knowledge uh, just to teach one another, give us, uh, give one another practical examples of uh, things that relate to our lives, and uh, use that in a meaningful way. So, using this platform and uh, taking those topics and uh, dissect them and look at them in a um, in a spiritual manner, and see how we can build one another. Hopefully, over time as well, we can get feedback and we can get uh, brothers and sisters as well who can give us topics and uh, things that we can discuss which pertain to our life here. So that we can achieve the goal of helping one another to grow. Uh, as I said, Deacon Masazak is also on the line joining me. Uh, we're recording this first uh, uh, this first episode together, and hopefully we'll continue in this manner, taking turns, uh, looking at various topics. Uh, and today, I think we'll give him the first uh, opportunity to go first and uh, and share with us. Uh, Deacon Masazak, maybe you've got a few words to say and uh, share from your side before we get into the topic. Uh, shalom, uh, brothers and sisters. Uh, all praises to the Most High uh, for the opportunity. As Deacon uh, Asha has outlined, um, we'll be working together in terms of um, breaking down uh, the scriptures according to the topic of today. Yeah, I will give him a chance to uh, introduce the topic and then we'll start. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Deacon. I, I, I did spring the topic on you, Deacon. I didn't mention which topic uh, we, we were going to discuss, but I think that, that that's also fine. You know, it's one of those things that you you plan in your mind and you've got so many topics and you have to pick one. And uh, I, I ended up picking this one and I thought it was a good topic to start with because it pertains to our life. And really the topic is holiness, uh, talking about what holiness is. And I think one of the things I hope that we'll be able to achieve uh, while we discuss here, Deacon, is... Um, Get a, get a definition of what holiness is uh, scripturally then also just look at other areas of what when we talk about be holy i am holy what that what what that entails as well and maybe we can sum it up with actions practical things that we see in our lives that um, can be a hindrance to a life of holiness the life that we've, we've been called to and um but uh, yeah i think i'm, I'm going to hand it over to you i'm not going to i'm not going to restrict you or, um or direct you in terms of how, how to explain it I'm looking forward to hearing what you've got to share, and I hope I hope the same from um, all brothers and sisters everywhere that are listening. So that is our topic, uh, holiness. Okay, uh, thank you uh, for the opportunity. Thank the, I'm thanking the Most High, giving praise and honor to the Most High and His Son, Yashaya uh, Hamishach. Um, let me just uh, explain the method that uh, that I will be using to explain holiness and the other aspects that are important that pertain to holiness. I will just show you um, so that there is a proper understanding 
Um, let's just read, start by reading Isaiah chapter 28, verse number. I'll start there from verse number 9. You want me to read it for you? You're going to read it on your side? Oh, you can read on your side. It's fine. Okay. Um, Isaiah 28, verse number 9. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breasts. So verse number 9 uh, speaks about this is the knowledge of the Most High. That is what you must understand. This is the knowledge of the Most High. Okay, the verse asks, whom shall he teach knowledge and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? So it's a question. It means not everyone will understand knowledge and doctrine, but they have to be taught by the Most High. So this is what you get here. And then it continues to say, them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast, meaning those that are of age, those that are willing to grow um, and, um, and learn further knowledge from the Most High. So that is the one that he will teach knowledge. So because you start as a kid, so you start as a child, then you learn, you start eating milk, principal doctrines, foundational doctrines and teachings, and then you start growing from there. So that's how the Mosai operates. That's why we have to be born again for us to understand all the message of the Mosai, um, which is going to be another topic. Hopefully one day we'll be able to discuss that further. But um, I just want to explain, I don't want to dwell too much on that. I just want to explain uh, the methodology that I'll be following in explaining holiness. We can read um, the con verse number 10, 11, and then we'll jump to verse number 13. Verse number, Isaiah chapter 28, verse number 10. For precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here little and there little. Verse number 11, for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people. Verse 13, but the word of Ahia was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there little, that they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. Okay. Um, this is important, um, uh, what, what verse number 10 is saying, uh, for precept must be upon precept, line must be upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. So this is what I'll be using. I'll be quoting scriptures because the Bible itself is a puzzle. So we must put these pieces together so that it makes sense. And then it gives everyone the full understanding so that scripture explains scripture. That's what it means when it says precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Verse number 11, for with stammering lips and another tongue will I speak to these people. So the Mosai speaks in order to give knowledge. He speaks in order to teach doctrine with stammering lips. So this is how now we're going to learn um, the knowledge of the Mosai so that we can be wise, which holiness is one of the most important things. So I'll be explaining holiness using scripture. 
upon scripture. I'll be going through the Old Testament and then I'll be going through the New Testament to explain clearly the mind of the Mosai, because that is what is important. What did the Mosai have in mind when he spoke about holiness? What does the Mos how does the Mosai define holiness? Not just by how people, according to their feelings, would define holiness. I think it's important if you can listen to the view of the Mosai as to how it defines holiness, because he's the one that speaks, even though he can use the prophets to speak, he can use other people to speak, but he's the one that speaks at the end of the day, even though the Bible says, with another tongue will I speak to these people. So he's using prophets, apostles, um, and the leaders for him to impart knowledge to his people. Then verse number 13 again, it repeats the same thing. That's why the Mosai repeats this, because it's very important for us to follow this methodology in terms of explaining scripture so that there is full understanding to everyone. Verse number 13, which we read uh, earlier on, but the word of the Mosai was unto them, precept upon precept, those that will understand. The word of the Mosai becomes precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, that they may go and fall backwards and be broken and be snared and be taken. So this is how the Mosai teaches. So um, let's just, um, before I'll get straight to the topic. Let's go and, to and Deacon, if I if I understand you correctly, I think obviously maybe this is also another topic on his own, and I'm sure you would have been passionate to, to, to discuss this topic also as well. But if uh, if anyone was listening, I think also one of the messages that you you're sharing here is um, the need for patience in in the, in when when someone is listening to the scriptures. I know that you know it's not it's not always that. Um, people have the patience. Sometimes someone wants a straight answer. Say, just tell me. And you say, let's read. And there, there is a tendency that, you know, we, we want things very quickly, especially the, the age that we live in. You know, you want to Google and you want to get the answer immediately. But I think what, what message you're also communicating is that um, with the scriptures, we need to have that patience to build the knowledge upon the knowledge. And uh, it's not going to be, um, and, uh, it's, not, it's not the way you, you call up an answer and you just say, give me the answer to this, but rather with the, with the mind of the Most High, um, it's very important to, 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 to build upon that knowledge through precepts and, uh, and having the patience on top of that to, to listen to the precepts and follow through with the, with the precepts and, and patience in listening to, to the next person in what, they, in what they're explaining. Yes, yes, they, that, that's correct. So it will, it's going to need a lot of patience uh, for someone to follow through uh, with what has been uh, said by the word of the Most High in terms of uh, holiness. Lastly, Dikon, let's just um, supplement what I'm saying. Let's let's go to Psalm 119. Let's read Psalm 119, verse number 104. Through thy precepts, I get understanding, though I um, therefore I hate every false way. Okay, through thy precept I get understanding. Remember, whom shall he teach knowledge? Whom shall he make to understand the doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk. Now, through thy precept I get understanding. Precepts upon precepts, line upon line. That is how we get understanding of the word of the Most High. We don't just read one scripture and run with it because that scripture must be interpreted by another scripture so that the whole puzzle fits together. 
it gives you a full understanding in terms of what the Mosai explains, even about holiness. Okay, let's just read the, the foundational scripture uh, that we'll be discussing from. Um, let's go to First Peter chapter uh, chapter one. We're gonna read there from verse number fifteen to sixteen. Um, I want to get straight now to the topic about um, holiness in terms of uh, what it is. Let's read First Peter chapter uh, one, verse number fifteen to sixteen. Okay, uh, First Peter chapter 1, verse number 15. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all men of conversation. Verse number 16. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. Okay, verse number 15. Um, as he which had called you is holy, so be ye holy in all men of conversation. So what does that mean? It has a meaning. That's why now, it's the most high who calls people. He calls people on a predetermined plan that he has in place, which is those people that must come to him, they must be holy. So the most high now, he puts a condition to say, you must be like him, because when he is holy, then you must be holy in all manner of conversation. So you must be able now to learn what does this mean? So the, the scripture would be able to explain, other scriptures would be able to explain directly what this verse means. Because the next one, verse number 16, it continues to say, because it is written, be holy for I am holy. So it's written even in the Old Testament. Let's just go uh, and, and, and see where is this written. So now this tells us that uh, even though it's the Old Testament, it's still applicable. So this is Apostle Peter speaking about holiness. So he's quoting, importantly, from the Old Testament in the book of Leviticus. This is where this is he's getting it from. So everything that has been written there in the in the in the book of Leviticus, it must teach us about holiness. So that is very important element because the Mosai is holy, is calling us unto holiness. Let's just go through and let's just read where Peter is getting the, um, the scripture that he is quoting here. So it shows that even the apostles, they were quoting scriptures. They were not just talking, but everything that they said, their message was based on scriptures. Let's read Leviticus 19, verse number one to verse number two. Okay, uh, Leviticus chapter 19 says, And the Most High spake unto Moses, saying, verse 2, Speak unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, or Yasharala, and say unto them, Ye shall be holy, for I, the Most High, your power, am holy. Okay, the Most High now he spoke to Moses to say, that's verse number 1. Verse number 2 continues to say, Speak unto all the congregation of the children of Israel. So these ones are called by the Mosai. Speak to them and say unto them, Be holy, for I, the Lord, I am holy. So the Mosai now is saying, I am holy, so you must be holy. So everyone now that follows the Mosai, you must understand the message of holiness. The Mosai is holy, meaning he is separated, he is sanctified. That's the word of holy, that's the word uh, holiness, that's what it means. It means you must be sanctified. You must be separated. 
This is after the Mosai has taken the children of Israel from Egypt, where he separated the Egyptians, where he separated the, the children of Israel from the Egyptians. So that was an act of holiness that the Mosai was committing by taking the children of Israel outside Egypt. It's an act of holiness. So the Mosai is saying, now be holy. I've shown you holiness. I've taken you out of Egypt because I'm holy. Now you must follow the ways that I will teach you. You must not go back to Egypt and defile yourself. Because if you go back to Egypt where I've taken you from, you will defile yourself. You won't be holy as I am holy. Mm, Meaning Chikon, you before, uh, you know, I'm sorry to interject. And I think even for the listeners, that that point that you just mentioned, the, the fact that it's sanctification, I think uh, those that are listening, if even if they can write it down and mark it, you know, so that they don't they don't lose that definition, because I think it's going to carry through with us, not only in this episode, but in our conversation, that holiness, we're talking about sanctification and a separation, because this is a verb. I think what, what I carry from, say, be, be sanctified or be separated, it's a verb. It's something that you 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 can understand um and when you start to to apply it in the word i think it's 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 quite powerful so yeah now i'm sorry to interject there but i think for the listeners it's very very important just to to get that message across yes that it's it's exactly that so moses is is given a message by the mosai to say uh, exactly what to say to the children of israel about holiness it's the same thing this has not ended even in the new testament let's just go to uh, because I mentioned something about sanctification and uh, being separate. Um, um, that, that's the meaning of holiness. Let's read um, John chapter 17, uh, verse number 17. Then we'll hear the Yeshaya, Christ, uh, what he says about holiness there. So now we're reading in the book of John chapter 17, verse number 17. It reads as follows. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Okay, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So Christ, this is holiness. When he says Christ is praying to the Messiah regarding the apostles, not just the apostles, but everyone that will believe in Christ through the word of the apostles. So they must be sanctified because the Mosai is sanctified. The Mosai is holy. Uh, when Christ says, sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth, meaning the words are center in terms of sanctification. You cannot be sanctified if you don't believe in the words of the Mosai. Because the words of the Mosai, they are the truth and they have a power to set you apart if you keep them, meaning set apart. So Christ in the whole chapter is basically speaking about holiness. Let me just make you an example. When he says, uh, sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. It means he has separated them. The Mosai has separated the apostles or the church from the world. The world, meaning separated from the evil. Let's read, let's just read on a very same chapter. Let's read verse number six so that we, we understand further uh, what Christ means by saying, sanctify them through thy truth. Verse number six. John chapter 17, verse number six. I have manifested thy, thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, 
and thou gavest them me, and they've kept thy word. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. So the apostles, he's talking about the apostles and the church, meaning he has taken them out, the Messiah has taken them out of the world. It's very important, meaning he is separating them from the world system. Mm. So it's that is holiness, meaning he's sanctifying them through the truth. That's why when he continues on the very same verse, thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy weight, meaning they have kept thy truth. Remember, John 17, 17, thy weight is truth, meaning they have kept the truth of the Messiah, they have kept the weights in that way, you become separated if you keep. So that is holiness. So when the Messiah says, be holy, for I am holy, it means the words that I speak unto you, they must be able to separate you from the world system. Yeah, if you combine that, especially with where we're coming from, uh, when referring to Exodus, um, to Leviticus chapter 19, 1 and 2, talking about being separated from Egypt, it sums up just on, on these two passages as, as we continue. It sums up something that, that's profound and understanding that, you know, the most I took them out of Egypt for, for a purpose for, because of a lifestyle that they couldn't, they couldn't live, which he wanted for them. And he had to sanctify and separate them. And now we're talking about same now with, um, when we're reading here with Christ. And even uh, Apostle Peter talking about holiness, that we're still, we're still on the message of, of a separation, which is that separation, it's, it's something that's continuous in, as long as the Hebrews exist. You know, it's not a, as much as it was spoken in the book of Leviticus 19, you know, the next generation still also needs to live and, or, and to continue. It's, it's almost a, a legacy. Holiness is almost as a legacy that you pass on. You know, you can't say, well, our fathers came out of Egypt, therefore we're done. Because we see here, uh, Christ is speaking still to, to, to his disciples. And they're no longer in Egypt, but, you know, he's still, he's still separating them. And uh, I think that, yeah, that, that as, 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 you, as you're sharing, it, it, it just it resonates that message of, of saying, you know, we came out of Egypt. There's still a, 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 a continuous separation and a, a continuous of operation of this holiness. And maybe a topic for another day, and I think we can, we can always think about it, but as you speak there in John 17, 6, you say, thou gavest uh, those, the men, uh, now in Christ is saying, the most I gave these men out of the world. And, oh, and we're talking about a world system. Yes, um, as, as you're speaking now, uh, Deacon, um, okay, here, if, if you realize, Christ now speaks about the world. So you will, you will understand that the life of a holy life is about coming out, coming out of a system that is not made by the Most High. So the Most High, that is what he has done through the ages towards his people. He has taken them out. It's part of salvation, um, this holiness, to save them from the world, like he saved the children of Israel from Egypt, mm. the house of bondage. So let's just um, 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 make an example further about uh, coming out. 
uh, of the world. Um, it's the same thing now, even though we don't come out uh, literally um, carrying the bags to say, now we're going back to the land of Canaan, we're in South Africa now, um, you're not going to be expected to, to just go. But the Most High, that's why he speaks mostly to the heart. He is addressing the heart. Your heart must come out of the world system. Your lifestyle, even though you may be in the world system, your lifestyle may change, must change according to the holiness of the Most High. So in that way now, you'll be saved from the world if you keep the weights of the Most High in your heart. Okay, let's just um, let's just read uh, Deacon just further to explain when Christ says, uh, sanctify them through thy truth, to further explain that point uh, when he says, sanctify, to the, to, to, sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth, uh, meaning take them out mm. of the world. Take them out from evil. Mm. Well, let's read Second Corinthians uh, 6, verse number 14, up until verse number 18. Verse 14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what commun uh, communion hath light with darkness? Verse 15. And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part is ye that believeth with an infidel? Verse 16. And what agreement hath the temple of the Most High with idols? For ye are the temple of the living Allahim. As the Most High hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their power, the Most High, and they shall be my people. Verse number 17. Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, verse 18, and will be a father unto you, and he shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. This is a perfect passage to, to explain uh, what we've been uh, talking about since the beginning. Uh, when the Mosai says, Be holy, for I am holy. Or sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth, that is Christ. John 17, 17. Okay, with that in mind, this, let, let me just uh, go Go to verse number 14 on this passage. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship had righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion had light with darkness? Meaning, your works, if you are holy, they must be the works of light, not the works of darkness. Because darkness is from the world. Then the light is from the Most High. Meaning you must be walking according to the light. You must be righteous. That is what you must. That is what you must know when you come to the Most High. You must be holy, because the Most High had called you to separate from darkness. Then, if you read verse number fifteen, it says, "And what concord? Concord is the agreement had Christ with Belial. Christ is not uh, does not have a, an agreement with Belial. Belial being Satan." So Christ is holy. Now we're learning holiness, not just from the Most High, but also Christ. Christ is sanctified. Christ has no agreement with Belial, meaning Belial cannot point any work of darkness from Christ. To say Christ um, was not holy because of he had um, a communion 
with the works of the world system or Christ was in the world system or Christ committed sin. There is no work that Belial can point out of mm. that effect. So now Christ is holy. So now we're learning from Christ, even holiness. And what parted he that believes with an infidel? So if you believe in the word of the Messiah, you cannot be partakers with infidelity. You cannot partake with infidelity, meaning it's, it's part of holiness. This is the, it's, it's the life of holiness. And I think right. maybe that's one of the parts, Deacon, while you're mentioning, which I think become a trap, you know, when, you, when you're talking about what part a thief that believe with an infidel, because it's not that you're gonna, you can run away from them. And I, I think that's the trap many of our brothers and our sisters end up falling into because of circumstances, because th this person can be someone you live with in your house. While you, you're mentioning the scripture, it's, it's important to, to remind ourselves because sometimes we, we, we when you, you, you tell someone the scripture, but it doesn't mean they believe. And the, uh, you can end up having a, a part with someone who's, who doesn't believe because maybe simply they're in your household or they're in your workplace, you know. So I think part of that, as, as you're mentioning, it's it's something that that's coming up. Um, and if, if it, it means Christ, the being with parents and um, having siblings, if, if they don't walk according to the scriptures, he recognizes that he doesn't have a part with them. Yes, uh, even that, Dekon, is going to be a topic of another day um, in terms of dissecting exactly uh, the part, that aspect of holiness, in terms of how do we become holy if we live among unbelievers, especially um, uh, if uh, they don't want to believe. Uh, when they hear the words, as you believe, they don't want to believe like you, they don't want to keep the ways. They don't want to keep the truth like you. And you you want to be holy. And uh, the people that you are in a relationship with, let it be your family uh, members or your your colleagues or your fellow students um, and so on and so forth. So I think maybe yeah. with time, the Mosai permitting will be able to go through that and explain in terms of how to become holy, even in that situation, in that environment. Yeah. Um, okay, let, let's just continue uh, verse number 16 because I, I just want to, because I see time is not on our side. Verse number 16, and what agreement had the temple of the Mosai with idols? So it's a question, it's a rhetorical question. There's no agreement between the temple of the Mosai and idols. Then the Bible, then it continues to say, for ye are a temple of the living Allah Hayim. Don't just think of a building, meaning your body, your heart must be the temple of the living Allahim. As Allahim has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. I will be there, their Allahim, and they shall be my people. That is provided they they walking according to holiness as the Messiah is holy. So it's a condition that the Messiah is putting to say, you cannot say I'm your Allahim. We cannot say I am your power if you are still in agreement with idols. If you are giving yourselves, your bodies to idolatry, idol worship, other gods. That's what idol mean, meaning you're worshiping another god other than the Most High. You are living according to another life that the Most High has not commanded you to live. In that way, you're worshiping idols. So if you separate from idols, that is holiness. But mm. if you don't want to separate from idols, that means we have agreement now with, with, with Belial, with whom Christ did not have an agreement with. 
So now it's not holiness. Mm. It's like that. Okay. Verse number 17 gives us the solution to say this is now defines holiness also perfectly. Wherefore, come out from among them and be separate. Meaning your heart must come out first. That out starts. You cannot come out if you still want to be in the world. You cannot come out from a place that you feel comfortable in, that you still find pleasure in, or you don't want to come out from because of you when you weigh the benefits of holiness compared to the benefits of the world, then the, the world becomes better to you. So in that way, you cannot come out. You can come out with your physical body, but your heart may not come out. So in that way, it's going to dis- disqualify your holiness. So this coming out is coming out completely with your heart first. Mm-hmm. You might still be having colleagues that are unbelievers. You might still be staying with a family that is unbelieving, but now your heart must come out, meaning you must not imitate their works. You must not participate if they save idols, if they're in a business of worshiping idols or the culture or the, the background that you're coming from. It's a culture of worshiping idols, the things that the Messiah has not commanded us to worship. So in that way, you don't participate. That's how you come out, meaning you, you refuse to participate in those things or you separate yourself from any, any, any procession which involves idols. So that is the definition now of holiness. Because the most high, even when you learn even the history of Abraham, uh, Abraham, our forefather, uh, he is the father of faith. Even the most high, he commanded him to come out of the land of the Chaldeans because they were worshipping idols there in the land of the Chaldeans. They did not have the fear of the Most High. So Abraham came out first by his heart. He obeyed from his heart. In that way, he maintained this doctrine of holiness. He understood the Most High because the Most High was holy. Then he understood that holiness even from that perspective. So this is the same message. You'll understand that this is the, when we're living holiness, it's a, it's a matter of coming out. Because um, before we believed, we were in the world. Um, We did not know anything about holiness. Now, when you learn about holiness, it becomes now a challenge to you to say, this is what you must do if you want to follow Christ. If you want to be the temple of the Most High, uh, if you want to be like the Most High because he is holy, it's also your responsibility that you must do. It doesn't happen automatically. You must obey the ways. You must keep the ways of the Messiah. Like Christ said, them that you have given me out of the world, they have kept your ways, meaning they have kept your truth. That is the way of coming out. That is the way of separating yourself. Mm. Separating yourself from the works first in your heart. Mm. Jikon, I, I appreciate the fact that you also mentioned um, Abraham. You know, there's... Um, uh, um, when you talk about coming out to the heart, and I think it, it's quite important for for anyone to to recognize that both aspects exist: coming out to the heart, but also these works of of your faith that manifest your faith, as we see with Abraham. That it, it, the righteousness came from his heart. Although we see him coming out, he came out of, or he went out of his father's house. We see him um, wandering. Um, uh, from the land of Shina and and Aran, and he, he went through to Egypt and to Canaan and through Canaan, 
And so, but that was a manifestation of what was in his heart. It was not him doing something in eye service to the Most High, but whatever he had in his heart was the conviction, the conviction he had in his heart was manifested in his actions. And I think why maybe I do think it's important to highlight that is someone listens to your message and they say, or they hear that you say people must come out in their heart and they say, well, you're teaching a false doctrine. You, you, you don't come out. But what, what essentially you're saying is anyone who listens to the message of holiness, as much as amongst us Hebrews, there is works that we see in the flesh, but those are, should be a manifestation of, 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 the, of, 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 uh, of, of what we've heard from the word meaning the word must operate in our heart. So our, our hearts must see, basically, we must have the, the, our, our hearts must hear and they must see the need to come out. Then after that, then we enact it. The same way with Abraham when he heard it, you know, the decision came from his heart and he believed in the Most High and then he acted it. While you're speaking, I'm, I'm, I'm reflecting on, on Christ in the book of Matthew 23, when when he's talking about the Pharisees and, and you know specifically when he refers he refers to them in the in in, in verse twenty three as as uh, scribes and Pharisees he, he refers to them as as hypocrites because he says to them that you know they they, they they omit one part and then they do another part and but yet they want to be accepted before the Most High and he says you should you ought to have done both you ought to have done these ones and not leave the other undone and I think sometimes with the message it becomes so convoluted that someone says you know only come out in the heart and then they they become a partaker of evil works in their actions on a daily basis because they live with unbelievers and someone else says well you know um the the heart is the heart is polluted and their heart is defiled yet they want to follow all our patriarchs and they want to learn from all the patriarchs and say well the patriarchs didn't do this they didn't sit with these people and they didn't go into these many places yet you know they haven't fixed their heart so i think when you mentioned uh abraham abraham as a patriarch you know we, we see both of those uh both of those aspects the heart uh, as well as the actions that that uh, reflect what was in his heart yes yes we, we see both um because uh, if your heart is not transformed, then you won't be able to come out. Your heart must be transformed by the way. A person acts because of what is in his heart. If your heart is not transformed, then you will act according to the world. You will continue to live according to uh, the communion with uh, idols and with infidelity if your heart has not been transformed. But if your heart gets transformed by the weight of the Mosai, and then the actions will be manifested as now the fruits of that transformation. Because it does have fruits. Transformation has fruits. So that fruit must be holiness. So that's what happened to the patriarch, even Abraham. Since I've, I've, I've quoted that scripture, I don't want to leave it hanging so that we understand exactly when we explain um particularly on this chapter that we are reading, verse number 17, when it says, now come out uh, from among them and be separate um, and set the Lord and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. Touch not the unclean. It's part of holiness. And then I will receive you. Let's just read. Um, let's just go to that part. Uh, uh, Genesis chapter 12, verse number one. It's the message. This is a message that is not just a story, what is happening here. 
but it's a message of holiness. You must understand uh, everything that is written here in the Bible. It's written for our learning. Even we learn from Abraham, the patriarch of faith. And then verse number one, you're going to read from verse number one until verse number two. Now the Most High said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy, can, from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will shew thee. Verse 2. And I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Okay. The Most High had said unto Abraham, it's a summary. Now we must understand what is happening here. This is the life. Of holiness that the Musa is demonstrating, but by verse number one, when he speaks to Abraham, and now the Lord uh, had said unto Abraham, Get out of thy country. This thing of get out is part of coming out, meaning coming out from the world. This country represents the world, or it represents Egypt. When his uh, descendants, the children of Israel, the Mosai, when he took them out of Egypt, that was an act of holiness. So it's the same thing that we see here when, when the Mosai says, says to Abraham, get thee out, meaning be sanctified, be holy, be separated from your country, because there's no fear of the Mosai in the country where Abraham is coming from. So the Mosai now is explaining holiness here. This is the message of holiness. And from thy kindred, and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. So this land is part of the kingdom that the Messiah is promising Abraham. So now Abraham obeyed. Let's read verse number four. Genesis chapter 12, verse number four. So Abraham departed as the Messiah had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him, and Abraham was 70 and five years old when he departed out of Haran. Verse number four. Abraham departed. This is its work, meaning his, his, verse number one, the weights in verse number one, he was transformed. Remember, it was weights when the Messiah said, get you out of your country. He was, the Messiah was teaching, he was speaking. Then verse number four, Abraham is putting those weights into action. He came out, he departed. That's why now the Messiah is counting Abraham uh, for righteousness, because he, he, Abraham acted on the word of the Most High. He did not just say, I believe, and then he continued to stay in his country. But he departed as the Most High had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him, and Abraham was 70 and five years old when he departed out of Haran. So now it's important this is to understand this is not just a story, but now this is teaching a lifestyle. We must, we must know now, this is now is teaching a lifestyle. Okay. Dekon, I don't want to continue further. I think time has um, lapsed, but I do want to finish off um, where we started off. Mm. Um, I think, Dekon, yeah, yeah, I know we, we, we ran out, we're running out of time, but I think what the points that you're touching on, they, they're very important, and I think there's also a part you've already mentioned that uh, maybe we should come back to. In, I think you mentioned in, in terms of coming out of the world system while we're reading the book of John 17. And I would propose that we actually continue again with it, and um, uh, maybe we we don't conclude it, and uh, we 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 put it on a pause, leave it hanging, and we we continue again. Uh, the most time permitting in our next uh, next session. I'm not sure what your th your thoughts are on that. 
Yeah, we can, we can continue definitely. This message it, it cannot take uh, just one day or a few minutes to 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 complete. It will take uh, some time. So we can continue next time on it. Okay, I think yeah, no, maybe you can you, you can wrap up as you said we we started off and maybe we we only wrapping up for this episode and and then we continue again. Okay. Um let's just go back there to John 17 um 17 John chapter 17 verse number 17 sanctify them through thy truth thy word is truth okay so this is the the part that Abraham was applying there uh, when he departed as the Messiah had spoken the Messiah spoke the words of sanctification he spoke the words of truth and then he was separated Abraham he departed he came out so now it's the same message now that you must learn. So your life must reflect that, that life that Abraham demonstrated. So in that way, it's part of holiness. Now we, we, in, that, in this way, we're able to participate or to partake with the Mosai in his holiness. I think the coin, um, I will finish, I will finish here for today, or I will pause here. And then I will hand it over back to you. We give glory to the Most High indeed uh, for giving us this time and allowing us to have this platform. And um, I think it's, it's a very powerful message, and I'm, I'm glad that um, uh, that we, we started here. And I, I look forward to to the next episode. Uh, so to all the brothers and sisters, we I hope that the message has been insightful, and that they'll be able to join us um, in in next week uh, next week's episode. Um, but I think from my side. Um, I would send my greetings and salutations firstly to you, Tikon, and also to all brothers and sisters. Shalom. Uh, shalom.